The Fellowship of Christian Athletes presents Sharing the Victory with University of Nebraska assistant football coach Ron Brown. Always a pleasure to visit with our head coach, America's head coach, in my opinion, Tony Dungy. Coach Dungy, welcome to Sharing the Victory. Well, thank you very much, Ron. It's always great for me also being back with you. Well, you know, uh, Coach, you're not coaching per se right now. Obviously, everybody in the world knows that uh, you've retired, and I put uh, quotations around the word retired because I would have wanted to ask you, what does that mean for you, retired from coaching? Is that really retired, or, or what is it? It really is, Ron. It means kind of uh, changing jobs more than retiring. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really have looked at this as being one phase of my life where I was coaching in professional football, and now I'm really looking for the Lord to direct me in another way to work with young men just outside of coaching. Tony, it, it, what's interesting is we have a tendency to place all this emphasis on our careers. When people are introducing somebody like I did, I introduced you as a former head coach in the National Football League, the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Indianapolis Colts, longtime coach with a variety of other teams as an assistant. But what we fail to understand is that uh, the critical call in our life is that of ministry. And um, that's why when people say we retire from the NFL, we just assume that if people are just kind of sitting around and everything has gone dormant. But, but, but the reality of it is your major thing has always been ministry. Could you explain to our listening audience the paradigm that you took regarding ministry while you were coaching and why it still extends when you're not coaching? Well, to me, that was the big thing. I thought the Lord just gave me a place where it was just ideal for me, where I could coach football, which I love, but still do work for for God's kingdom. And uh, I know many times I would talk to younger coaches, coaches who were in high school or college, and they'd say, boy, if I could get to where you were in the NFL, and it would be funny because I'd be envious of them saying, boy, if I had the platform that you guys have to Mm -hmm. high school kids or junior high kids, I would really love that. And so I just really came to a point in my life where I felt like God was calling me to do something where I could uh, communicate and get with younger guys than than the professional athletes, the 22 to 35-year-olds that I was coaching. So I I just really had that heart to somehow get an outreach to to teenagers. Hmm. We're talking to Tony Dungy, former great head football coach in the National Football League. Coach Dungy, uh, so where does that land you now? I mean, what, what do you sense God is calling you to do with the spiritual gifting that you have specifically? Is there anything that's really shaping and taking form? Well, I I do think it's a message of uh, hope and a message of direction for for younger men especially. Uh, The last book that I wrote, Uncommon, uh, it really was a message to teenagers that you don't have to follow the crowd, you don't have to live the lifestyle that society says is is the way you should go. And uh, that's something that's really important to me. My last year in Indianapolis, uh, we had the lowest graduation rate in the history of the city, Hmm. and we had the highest homicide and crime rate. And a lot of that had to do with teenage boys Hmm. just not finding their way. And that really impacted me. And and as as we did a lot of outreach when I was coaching, and I was really proud of our players with the Colts. They they did a lot in the community, a lot reaching the young men. Mm -hmm. But to me it was, how can... How can I get that message out to these young people that that the Lord is really the way, following Christ is the way that's going to help you through this this maze of of life? Hmm. You know, Tony, uh, one of the things as we read through Scripture is the emphasis placed on men. 
And, uh, you know, I, like I read in 1 Corinthians 16, it says, act like men. There's a huge emphasis on men in the Scripture and taking stewardship of the culture. And, uh, and I look in the Old Testament, in the book of Nahum, and it talks about how the city of Nineveh was going to crumble because of the disobedience in the city. And it said that the men had three issues. They were enchained, you know, they were bound in chains. Secondly, they were bought off in the public square. And thirdly, they were leading like women. And, you know, it, it, obviously God loves men and women equally in terms of value, but there is a different role of leadership. And what you're doing here with teenage boys, in those three areas, if you could talk a little bit about how you see young boys, teenage boys, being bound and chained with personal sin slavery, maybe being bought off at the public square and taking a public stand for Christ, and then thirdly, the difference between men and women in terms of its le- our leadership and, and influence. Well, I think it starts with point number three, that, that, that manly leadership and manly influence is slowly disintegrating in this country. Uh, we are not taking the stand. We're not being the role models for our younger boys that, that we need to be. Uh, so many of our, our guys, as I was working in the NFL, it was almost three out of four of the guys that were coming to us as rookies in the National Football League didn't grow up with their dads. So mm. they're not kind of getting the message of what it really means to be a man, that this type of godly living that you're talking about, Ron. They aren't getting that. And so uh, we've got a generation of, of boys who are really looking. And, and where is this message coming from? Is it coming from uh, the, the fortunate ones? Maybe it's coming from an FCA huddle leader or high school coach or some other role model that way. But for the most part, it's coming from the media. It's coming from TV, from movies, from the streets. And they, they aren't telling them about leading like men and, and really uh, what, what that godly influence is. And uh, I just believe so strongly it's following those Christian values, those Christian principles, uh, the way God would want it done. Uh, but we aren't getting that message out enough. Hmm. Well, that's some great insight. I agree with you, Tony. And what do you think? I mean, wh- what can you do? I mean, as you see the influence that God has given you um, to get it away from the media and into the personal lives of men. I mean, there's been all kinds of men's movements around the country. We've heard about Promise Keepers and Men's Fraternity and Point Men and, uh, you know, the the ministry that uh, you've been involved with, uh, with dads. And um, what, it, it, is, it, is it that kind of thing? Uh, is there something else? If you had to implement something and pray to God for something to hit Christian men across this land, what do you think it would be? Well, I think it is standing up, being active, getting our message out. And um, all of those uh, movements are good, and they're all impacting. And, and I know we have been, when I was in the NFL, we kind of concentrated on that, um, being involved with all pro dads and saying hey, it's really important for us as men to, to have the right message, to get it out and really interact with our kids. But now I'm beginning to see that, that some way we've got to get this message to the young men, especially that don't have dads. How can we get this message to that uh, 10, 11, 12-year-old when he's not really seeing the role model of, of what it should be like? Uh, how can we get the information to him that, hey, staying in school is important, uh, having the right moral fiber to, to stand up and follow what you believe in, not necessarily follow the crowd, and to... to Take a, a different path than, than the majority is taking right now. You know, Tony, as, as I think about all that, I, I, I've often thought about, the, you know, we, you and I talked once before about 
uh, a tool like the one-year Bible. We, we all obviously know the importance of reading the Word of God. We don't have a shortage of Bibles in this country, but we do have a shortage of Bible reading and study. And I wonder how you get the Word of God into a teenage boy, because ultimately that is what's going to change him inside out and get him through his bloodstream. Any thoughts on that? Absolutely. In some way, we've got to make it. Uh, we've got to make it cool. We've got to make it the end thing to do. Uh, with all all teenagers, they want to fit in. They want to have friends, and uh, so we've got to now somehow cause it to be uh, fashionable. Hmm. And uh, you know, that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm brainstorming now. How can we get that that message out? And we've got a lot of. Christian athletes, which I think is phenomenal, uh, you know, Kurt Warner and guys like that in the Super Bowl, Tim mm-hmm. Tebow now in, in the national championship game, and, uh, you know, those type of guys standing up and saying, you know what, hey, I love the game of football, I love athletics, but here's what my life is all about, and uh, we just need more and more of those role models, I, I believe. You know, Tony, I love the one-year Bible concept because I think it gets – like you, you mentioned on your football team, hey, you had a bunch of guys reading the one-year Bible, even some of the secretaries, administrative people, and people. It, it just made a great conversational piece during those downtimes. It, uh, it really was, Ron. It was great. We started out with a few coaches on the staff doing it, and uh, our chaplain kind of got it going, and we'd have uh, weekly conversations and, and, and Bible study and a service around it. And then we got some of the players doing it, and then uh, other people in the front office. And pretty soon, you have forty or fifty people in the building, and you are you 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 have a conversation piece. Uh, you know, you talk about um, uh, water cooler topics. Well, that that was great mm-hmm. for us because as we're just sitting around, you could always say, "Hey, you know what happened today? How does that impact us? What did you think about today's reading?" And you, when you had other people who were on that same page. It was really special. You, you know, Tony, uh, the other thing I think about is, um, is there a way? Because, see, when I look at teenage boys, I see a lot of boredom out of mm-hmm. them in church mm-hmm. and so forth. Right. They're not making the connection between making a tackle on the football field that they did the day before and that sermon. They're not making the connection between their jump shot and the Bible study. And, th- you know, the scriptures talk is particularly in the book of Deuteronomy. I've been reading lately in, in chapter 6 and chapter 11. It, it talks about talking to your kids uh, while you're going, while you're sitting at home. There's, there's got to be an active connection between what you learn about Jesus in Scripture and actually doing your sport or doing your trade. Maybe it's carpentry or music. And when you make that connection, it seems like those young boys really get excited. Have, have you thought that through? And was there anything that you did when you were coaching that made that a reality for those players? Well, for me, I tried to use the Bible, and, and, and when I'd give talks to the team, I'd, I'd give illustrations from the Bible and talk about things and how it did relate to us every day. That's what I saw when I went to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we had a bunch of really strong Christian players, and I saw for the first time how it impacted them moment by moment, mm-hmm. on the field, off the field, their home life, how they related to uh, teammates, the fans, to everyone, and that's when I, I began to understand that, hey, this Christianity thing, it isn't just going to heaven, stepping forward in church so you can make sure you go to heaven at the end of your life, but it's really how you live every day, how you play. Mm-hmm. And uh, Donnie Shell was my teammate and roommate with the Steelers, mm-hmm. and he was the first one to get across to me how you read the Bible, how you view your relationship with Christ 
really impacts how you play on the field. Mm. And uh, that, that's, uh, that's a concept that I don't think enough of our young, young men get. Well, Tony, I tell you, I could talk with you forever, but uh, unfortunately we have to end this portion of the interview. But let me just say that uh, we here in the body of Christ love who you are, what God's done through you, and uh, your ministry continues on. We really uh, so appreciate the uh, the opportunity that we get with you at any time. So thanks for the wisdom and thanks for being true and faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ all these years and certainly today. Well, thank you, Ron. And if for you and, and your listeners, if you could be in prayer for me, I, I'm really trying to visualize a ministry to young young people, and uh, that that's what I'm hoping for and to, to be used most effectively by the Lord. That would be my, my prayer. And if you would be in prayer for me with that, I'd appreciate it. Hey, Tony, why don't, i tell you what, I'll, I'll do even better. Why don't you get a chance on national radio right now to pray on behalf of that? Would you mind doing that? Close oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. Thank you. Lord, uh, we do come to you. We, we see a, a nation of young men, young women who are, are following the wrong ideas, uh, and we need to turn their hearts towards you. And we want to do that with all our heart. We just pray for the discernment of how to do that. We pray that a nation would be mobilized, that the Christians in this country would really see the urgency in that and uh, really try to reach out to our young people. We just pray for avenues to do that. We pray for your power and your strength and your spirit to, to arm us to do that. And uh, we, we just know that uh, that's what you want, so we know it can be done. And uh, we just ask you to help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Coach Dungy. Uh, we really enjoyed having you today on Sharing the Victory. That was Tony Dungy, a former great uh, NFL coach with us here today. Lots of words of wisdom on Sharing the Victory. More interviews can be found at fcapodcasting.com. That's fcapodcasting.com. Thanks for listening to Sharing the Victory. Sharing the Victory.